Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning to you. Wednesday, the 24th of January. It's just gone 7 o'clock in the morning here in Sydney. Trent Copeland and Michael Carianis with you this morning. SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney as we're filling in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. If you're listening across the SEN network, good morning to you or on the SEN app. Plenty of sport this morning. We've been talking about Pat Cummins weighing into the Australia Day debate. Uh, David Nofaluma and the bromance between Nick Kyrgios and Novak Djokovic uh, continuing to blossom. Uh, there's plenty more stories that we're going to get to this hour. Greg Shippard, the Sydney Sixers coach, ahead of the Big Bash final tonight against the Heat, the Brisbane Heat at the SCG. He will join us in a little over five minutes' time. Looking forward to that one. Brett Phillips will be on to chat the Australian Open. Uh, we have been discussing, in particular, the Pat Cummins chat yesterday that he had, the, the pre-match presser, the pre-test match presser at the Gabba, there was one topic that he was talking about which wasn't related to Australia Day that is worth noting here. Uh, the Glenn Maxwell incident where he was hospitalised in Adelaide, uh, saying that he had to own his own behaviour. Let's take a listen. You know, we, we're all adults. And part of being an adult is, uh, yeah, you make your own decisions and... Um, yeah, I suppose in terms of this actual incident, you know, obviously wasn't on tour with Australia. Was over there for a private event, so I wasn't with the cricket team. So um, it's a little bit different, but um, absolutely, anything decision you make, you kind of got to own it and be comfortable with it. Uh, Glenn Maxwell's manager spoke with the Herald as well. "Quote: Glenn is a little embarrassed by the whole thing. He was a bit sore and sorry on Saturday, but he's back in Melbourne and resumed training yesterday. He is not under investigation by Cricket Australia. Your thoughts, MC? Again, strong leadership from Pat. Yep. I, I thought saying, well, he's an adult. As an adult, you, you've got to take um, responsibility for for your actions. And you know, again, it's a it's not a gentle, gentle approach by Pap. He does everything so calm and respectfully, but there's subtext there saying, you know, not as direct as this, but mate, you need to sort of get your stuff in order. Yeah. And I think it's on the back of, you know, missing the entire BBL last mm. year because of an incident at a 50th birthday, birthday party, falling off a golf cart at the World Cup. You know, it's yeah. not an isolated incident. Yeah, there's a, a, a few... <laughs> Minor indiscretions at the moment for for Glenn, and I think that's what Pat's just alluding to there, and um, just a uh, just a gentle 
tickle up, I'd say, to, to Maxwell. Yeah, and he's, let's be honest, he's a superstar of the game, world-renowned, so anytime he does anything, he's in the news, mm. uh, and that's part of the realities of sport. Uh, talk to me about Ronald Volkman. So a bit of news that's come out in the last 24 hours about the Warriors taking up the medical bills. It's been a story for a month. Yeah. Clarify things for us, please. Yeah, good story. Now, here, obviously, Ronald Volkman was sort of in rugby league no man's land, a, a little bit cut adrift by the Warriors, paid out, should we say, by the Warriors, agreed to, to leave and then was going to take up a deal with the Dragons, failed his medical despite training at the club, um, where it's been revealed that he had to undergo a shoulder reconstruction um, and wasn't sure exactly who would fund that, how it would get funded, you know, would he be able to, to, to have an operation anytime soon so he can get back on the park quickly. But uh, it's come to light that he'll fly to New Zealand under the care of the Warriors and they'll yep. pay for that that surgery. And I think that's the right outcome because argue as you might whether or not the release was done in the right way or the like, he got injured as a Warriors player at training, uh, having re-aggravated an old injury. Um, the Dragons were unaware of it. Um, and I'm not saying anyone's done anything malicious here or wrong, but fundamentally that's what's occurred. He got injured as a Warriors player. Yeah. Good on the Warriors um, for showing some much-needed compassion for a 21-year-old kid who life, his career's in limbo um, and, yep. and, and going to provide some care for him. So I think that's the, the right outcome. Do you think that this has come on the back of a bit of pressure from probably the NRL and the RLPA to get a resolution in the best interest of the player? Or do you think this was just genuinely the Warriors seeing the scenario play out and thinking, you know what, we've got to step in here. Well, I think originally they were hesitant to do anything. The Warriors, I thought they, they thought that, no, no, he's no longer our player. We've, we've come to a financial agreement to, to release yep. him. We've paid him out a, a good, good chunk of money too. They paid him out good money yep. uh, for, for the final two years of his deal. And they go, well, it's buy Bill a little bit from, from the Dragons. That was their initial approach. But I think as things have settled down, they've obviously made contact with Ronald um, and, you know, oh, in the end, the outcome's the right one. The Warriors have done the right thing here, stump up for the medical fee um, and, and help this kid try and resurrect his NRL career. Now, just on the Warriors, uh, one other story. They've reportedly offered Sharks prop Braden hamlin Ueli a three-year deal from 2025 worth $2.2 million. It seems like they're going the straight swap territory with AFB for mm, Noah Blake. Exactly, yes. What, what do you know about this and it, are the reports genuine? Michael Chambers has a story in, in the Herald last night, and um, it's interesting considering the fact that going the other way is Adam Finnell Blake, as you said, Copes, and it's going to be a tight squeeze there at, at the Sharks because Finnell Blake's on almost a, about a million dollars. Toby Rudolph's re-signed on, on, you know, he's got a long, he's got a, a, a good contract there. Uh, McGuinness, Finucane, uh Wilton, Nikora. There's yeah. a lot of players in that four-pack that are on good coin, and then obviously you throw in. For for Newell Blake, so something we'll have to give there. There's no doubt the shark the sharks won't be able to compete with those financial terms. Um, so the Warriors have identified their Newell Blake replacement, and that's the guy at the club that Newell Blake's going to. He's always struck me as a kind of guy that has more to give. He's played few minutes for yeah. the sharks, but his output in those minutes has always been really good. I, I wonder, can he though be the at, at times, Fanua Blake playing 80 minutes yeah. with the same impact the entire game. He's not at Fanua Blake's level for mine yet. Yeah. Um, and that, that will become, well, there's two parts of this conversation. Who ends up winning in that deal, right? Yeah. 
and is it fast tracked? Yeah. If if we that's see that's always the question. It's isn't all, it? particularly when very rarely do you see a a like for like essentially swap clubs at the end of a season. It's very rare where you, where you see a player like Fanua Blake move to the Sharks and the guy that he's replacing go the other way. So it is it is rare whether or not those conversations happen in the background. I'm not sure. Yeah, not sure. Time to move on to cricket. We have a massive big bash final at the SCG tonight. It's the Sydney Sixers taking on the Brisbane Heat. And just to get us into the flavour, it's a man who will play his last game in Sixers colours, a legend of the sport, particularly here in New South Wales. It's Stephen O'Keefe. Take a listen. Two behind point on the offside. Oh, there he goes, Stephen O'Keefe, we just said it could be his last game at the venue. He's done it so many times here at the SCG for the Sydney Sixers, the New South Wales Blues and Australia. No. And Alex Hales has to go. But, yeah, oh. Socky! <laughs> Stephen O'Keefe, we're talking about Cameron Bancroft and about Stephen O'Keefe, how often he's done it at this venue for the Sixers. We said, what a tie power power play for the Thunder. Well, Stephen O'Keefe says, hang on a minute. That one clubbed out to deep mid-wicket. Jordan Silk underneath Silky, it. Silky, unlucky Davey. And he takes the catch. Jordan Silk doesn't put him down. Uh, really impartial commentary there from particularly Doug Bollinger. <laughs> Sorry you had to listen to that, Shippy, but a legend of the game, uh, Stephen O'Keefe. We have the coach of the Sydney Sixers on the line, Greg Shippard, ahead of the big game tonight. A word firstly, mate, uh, on Stephen O'Keefe and, and the legacy and your experiences in that change room. Yeah, good morning, uh, man. Good to be on the show uh, on such a big day for, for us. And, uh, yeah, that's just a, a salutary reminder of of the, the the level of skill that Steve O'Keefe's brought to the franchise and the competition for many a year. And, uh, you know, it's a big moment for the Sydney Sixers that he plays his last game because, you know, that change is certainly going to influence the level of our output uh, going forward whilst... You know, behind the scenes, he's he's grown, you know, the people around him in lots of ways. Um, I've never experienced someone who probably barracks for his team as much as he does as as a game unfolds and whether he's playing or not. And there's been times this season where he hasn't actually been on the field for us as, as we've managed uh, him and his loads and his body. Uh, gee, barracks for the team and he's, you know, he's into the into the fight and into the cause and so... You know, he will leave that as a as one of his legacies to our group about, you know, being in the fight and in the contest. But, but as a, he's a give, he's a giver, and he and he gives information. Young Toddy Murphy and and Joel Davies are beneficiaries, as other players have been, of his his wisdom around his craft. And, you know, we, we will make sure that the the link between him and uh, and our team, you know, remains for many years to come. Yeah, well said, Shippy, and great access to chatting to you on game day. So thanks for this, mate. It's a BBL final. You've been there and, and won titles before, but uh, you're the master coach. Do you get nervous on a game day? Um, I, I was talking to someone last night. I think my goal is to make the grand final, and once we, that has been achieved, it's always finals, making finals and the path. To the, to the finals is what you're chasing and the process is what you're chasing. So I'm sort of in a satisfied position today. We love him. So I said to the group yesterday, you know, we've reached Everest. We're both two teams have reached that 
that point uh, of the of the mountain, and now we're just fighting to hold the flag up. So I'm really pleased with what our coaching staff have done behind the scenes with the group and the group of what they've done themselves to get there. And now today is an expression of our skill and and the contest. So. Um, I'm probably more relaxed in in the grand final moment than I am in the in the lead up to it. If that makes sense, I'm really really proud of this group. This is the sixth year, you know, in a row that uh, they've been in finals and four grand finals, winning two of them. So hopefully, you know, we make that three tonight. But uh, there's been a lot of hard work done, and it's a you know a remarkable remarkably consistent and giving group. Talk us through your day today, mate. Very rarely do we get access to a coach in any sport on, on grand final day, but what's your day like? When do you arrive at the ground? When do you have your last word? What's your prep like? during? How do you entertain yourself during the day? Um, well, today's probably thinking about the future. Um, and, you know, there's this window of, you know, making sure that we're we're planning for the next phase and, and, you know, we're building our list for next year, you know, today and yesterday and the day before. You know, all, all teams are busy on doing that uh, to, to make sure the future takes care of itself. So there'll be some work up until lunchtime around in that space and probably get to the ground, you know, two hours before the game and just cruise around and make sure that the, the players, <laughs> are, you know, are, are feeling comfortable about, you know, the opportunity ahead of them today. And, you know, we met yesterday and, you know, talk strategy and assess conditions and train. So also we're ready to play. There isn't a more strategic thinker in the game uh, than you, Shippy, and uh, no doubt you're going to be spending... You don't switch off, mate. It, there, there's no way that mind of yours is switching off. You'd be scouring the internet, looking at the world events, talking about the big topics. Uh, but I want to know, given we're talking big topics, Josh Brown the other night, 140 from 57 balls, 12 sixes. Oh, we spoke to Silky yesterday on no doubt the bowlers will have their plans. Uh, can you tell us how exactly do you stop someone like Josh Brown? Um, I guess, you know, he might have let it slip as well the other day, saying that, you know, spin early is is, is an opportunity against him. Those words came out of his mouth as well. And, you know, I guess, you know, we, we'll be trusting our spinners to to have a look there. Um, I guess, you know, we'll mix, mix our pace. Uh, probably more than we might have seen the other night to him. But, uh, you know, again, it's thinking on your feet in the moment and how the wicket's playing. Every wicket's different. Every bowling combination's different in game circumstance. So, you know, we just, as I say, have to make sure, you know, ball by ball, we're making slight adjustments to hopefully, you know, not let someone like that get on a run. Every Most batters in teams these days are capable of, you know, having a purple patch. So... Ours included, so you know, team needs to be teams need to be you know ready to adjust and minimise the damage. With your New South Wales hat on uh, as well, mate, Curtis Patterson, where's he at in terms of um, his career at the moment, and how can you see a path back for for him in the New South Wales lineup? Yeah, Curtis is you know training and playing you know playing as well as he can at the moment, you know, but. Difficult to find a spot in this group just at the moment for, for Curtis, but, you know, he's putting in, you know, a, a huge amount of work behind the scenes to, you know, re-establish his rhythm and his, and his batting position, um, you know, in in the blue setup. So, you know, I'm, I'm pleased with 
um, uh, with the way he's shaping. Uh, it's a difficult time for him. Obviously, a you know, highly skilled and and had you know strong rep- reputation you know in the game, and uh, he's fighting for his place you know in the future. So. You know, we're we're right behind him in in that uh, in that charge. And certainly, I can speak from experience. The St George players uh, in grade and Premier cricket. Speaking of how highly uh, respected he is, when you say that shit, mm. when he comes back to play Premier cricket, it's come back with full intention to not just play and, and tick a box. It's to impact others around him, score runs, and you know, try and get back by having a smile on his face and winning games at the levels below. So. Uh, I'm sure he will be back to his best at some point. Uh, speaking of the broader issues in the game, Ship, we've been talking all morning and getting opinion, uh, rightly or wrongly, on Pat Cummins and the role of the Australian cricket captain. When asked, and MC made a really good point this morning, it's not like Pat Cummins is standing at the Gabba yesterday and shouting his opinion from the rooftop. He was asked a question and answered the question in his way that he always does. What's... Your opinion, not Pat Cummins, but the Australian cricket captain on having views politically. I know you're a, a thinker of the game and sport generally. What do you think? Uh, look, I, I think I, I think the Australian captain, any Australian, whether you've got that title or not, is entitled to, if asked a question, and and people obviously by being asked a question in a in a media conference that. Uh, He'd probably do just as much damage if he just, you know, dead batted it and said nothing yeah. continually about issues. So, you know, he's entitled to his his um, you know personal views, and I guess if he frames his comments as though these are my personal views, as opposed to, um, you know, uh, this is Cricket Australia's view. Uh, I guess he's entitled to, as I would be, as you would be, to, you know, give an opinion, and then you've got to defend your position um you know once you've made whatever statement you, you you've made so uh freedom of speech is is i guess one of the great things in in democratic in democratic uh, society yeah and I, my own personal opinion ship is that he's one of few leaders in this country that is actually willing to stand for something he, he stands on his opinion believes in it and does it in a really authentic manner, uh, which I certainly commend. I obviously have a personal relationship with him, so that I'm not hiding that. Um, but let's let's focus just lastly on the game tonight, mate. Uh, I'm really excited. It, the Big Bash final and the Big Bash generally this year has been unreal. Fans flocking through the gates. It'll be no doubt very close to a sellout tonight if it's not already. Uh, I'm interested in your opinion. I asked Silky this same question yesterday. If you were to come out of the game tonight with one box ticked that won you the game, what do you think that box is? How do you win the game tonight against the Brisbane Heat? Uh, I, I think one of our most trusted elements of the game has been our fielding and the confidence that we have when our players, you know, are sitting under the ball um, and and minimising the errors, uh, you know, in the field and you know the, you've spoke about Silky and there's the there's the talisman, the flag. Yeah. The flag of our team in terms of, you know, fielding excellence. Um, you know, when he sits under the ball and moves to the ball, you know, it it makes such a difference. So, you know, taking those important catches when they come along, um, is is one box that we'd certainly love ticked, you know, partnerships again with bat and ball. Um, you know, and seeing seeing our spinners sort of do their do their stuff, uh, 
Todd Murphy bowled the best over a spin in the in the, in the qualifying final and only bowled one over for the game. And and, the, and I think the fact that they took power play or a surge straight after his over was an indication of that. And it sort of changed the rhythm of the game to to us. So yeah. it's sort of strategic moments like that that, uh, that you know, are, are a big part of, of achieving a result. But, you know, we have great memories of our crowd getting behind us uh, against the, you know, the Scorchers and the Stars in our two, you know, final wins here. So I'm expecting that same sort of energy from our crowd tonight and our players really thrived on that in, in previous occasions. So, you know, we're looking for a, for a boost from off the field as well. Yeah, and no doubt you'll get it. You talk about Jordan Silk. Uh, Ricky Ponting thinks he should be termed an all-rounder, given how good he is at fielding. Uh, that's how much he thinks he impacts the game. Shippy, it's grand final day, the Big Bash final tonight. Amazing access for you to come on this morning. Thank you so much and good luck. My pleasure. Thanks very much. Uh, it's a Big Bash final tonight. Are you with him? Are you going to the game tonight? Who do you think will win and why? Let us know on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 It's been an interesting morning. Lots to talk about and there is plenty more. We are here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. Hammy Goodman is back. Uh, we actually want to ask where you have been, Hammy. Uh, Happy New Year, and where have you been? Happy New Year, boys. I'm back, feeling refreshed. It's been a long break. Uh, not an Andrew Slink break, but a long break nonetheless. Uh, I'm ready to tackle 2024. I've been following the cricket around, uh, Copes. I went to the ah, nice. MCG test, the Sydney test, and uh, even did a couple of days at the Adelaide test last week as well. So consumed plenty of cricket and, uh, and ready to get stuck into the year. You haven't been heckling me down on the boundary, have you? You're one of the thousands of people that do that. I got very close to heckling you at the Adelaide Oval uh, after play on day two. I saw you in uh, in my hotel bar there. You had a big tray of beers, oh, wow. and I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to uh, unbalance you because you had an important role to play there for the team. I think Drinks. by the looks of things. Yeah, yeah. experience. Just thought you'd out me on air that I'm carrying around <laughs> buckets of beers <laughs> instead. <laughs> that, hey, how about that? Uh, you know, if you haven't been to Adelaide, that that Test match is magic. Um, but the bar at, and the hotel at the Oval is where we stayed this year. It is magnificent, yep. isn't it? Did you stay there or were you just there for drinks? Oh, no, I actually uh, took my dad there for his 70th. We had a little boys trip a couple of days and we stayed there and uh, it is remarkable. You don't even have to leave the hotel to scan your ticket to get into the ground. Yeah. There's no reason yep. to leave. Yeah. It is amazing. Um, so hopefully we can do that again. Uh, I mean, next year and the year after India and England will be fantastic in there. Yeah, and I'd imagine back to day-night test matches there, it's almost like the Melbourne Cup spring carnival atmosphere out the back in the marquees. Anyway, we should talk sports bet, mate, <laughs> rather than reminiscing on the test. The Big Bash final tonight, head-to-head, what have you got? Yes, uh, so the Sixers and the Heat have played twice this season. The Sixers have won both of those games. and That has seen the Pundits Copes uh, gravitate towards the Sydney Sixers at $1.78 uh, five favourites. The Heat, you're getting $2.08. If you are a Heat fan and you're looking for a bit of a stat to cling to, the underdog has won each of the last four completed matches between these sides. So there's a flicker of hope. But uh, as far as the punters are concerned, the Sixers lift the trophy tonight. What about any other markets in the final that have caught your eye? Yeah, I've got I've got one here for you, MC. Uh, it's a bowling market, a man who's come home with a wet sale. Uh, the $1.8 million man at the IPL auction, Spencer Johnson, He's taken two or more wickets in four of his last five games. You're getting $2.65. It's 
Spencer Johnson two plus wickets tonight. The other one, of course, is the player of the match. Moises Henriques, he, he was clutch a couple of uh, nights ago uh, against the Heat. He's been the best back and the favourite at $8.50. Josh Brown, of course, on fire the other night, $13 you're getting for him. But I'm looking at SEN's very own Stephen O'Keefe, 21 bucks in what will be his last game in the big bash. We just heard Shippy say before, the Sixers' best chance to combat Josh Brown might be spin early. Yeah. Sox a good matchup, turning the ball away from the right-hander. If he comes into the game early and takes a few key wickets, 21 bucks. All aboard Sock, I reckon. That's not bad. It's not a bad shout. Given how well he played there last time in in the last regular season match against the Sixers, he took three wickets. Uh, I, just moving on to the test match that starts tomorrow, um, I'm interested on the odds there and, you know, if there's anything topical because head-to-head markets would obviously look pretty straightforward. They, they are. Now, there's a, there's a market I pushed for for the last game, Cove, since the first time we've offered it uh, for test cricket because I thought the game was going to be one-sided, which it was. We, we actually opened up a market for what day will the test match conclude. Now, this market will be up again for this game. The traders have just held off a little bit until they can get a bit of a better read of the weather. But I, I will bring that one to you uh, tomorrow morning uh, for the test match. What what day will the test conclude? The, the odds you were getting for day two for the last test match, 41 bucks, and we oh, came wow. very, very close. So there's potentially a bit of value to be had in that market as well. Day night at the Gabba uh, with a bit of grass on that pitch. Last year was a two-day test against South Africa as well. So the shortest test yep. match on record in Australia. So that's very, very interesting. Hammy, you're all over it as always. Have a great day at Sportsbet. Have a good one, boys. Chat tomorrow. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Brekkie. It's Trent Copeland and Michael Karianis with you this morning, and we're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just joining us, here's some of what's making news this morning. Pat Cummins making headlines after sharing his view that the date of Australia Day should be moved. We've been asking you this morning, are you happy to see the Aussie skipper taking principal positions on an issue like this, or do you think keep politics out of sport? David Nofaluma has been released from the final two years of his contract from the Tigers, accepting a $300,000 payout. Michael, uh, you had your say this morning. Uh, if you don't, uh, if, sorry, if you missed that, check out the podcast. As with any of the other topics that we've been discussing this morning, uh, interesting point of views coming out left, right and centre this morning. Uh, one of those uh, Matt Burton on a podcast with Josh Mansour. Uh, just rather than me introducing it, let's mm. just take a listen. Do you believe in that the world is flat? If no, some people do. What would you say to them? That is a good question, but it's most rant. I was not expecting that at all. That's a tough one, eh? Do you believe the world is flat? I don't. I don't know, eh? Yeah, I believe it is. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You believe the world's flat? Yeah. Well, like it's round. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's obviously flat because if it was, I don't know. So, <laughs> I actually don't know. Yeah. Now on radio, it's actually obviously impossible to see people. Mm. Um, but you know when you can hear audio and see people's brain ticking. Yeah. That that's what was happening just. That's there. a podcast. It's at some point. Do you go? Oh, maybe we should just cut that bit out.
Yeah. It's yeah. not like us now. After the fact. After editing. the fact, right? <laughs> <laughs> not like now where all the silly stuff we say is live to air. Yeah. Post-production editing. Uh, maybe on the, the, the agenda items. Mind you, it's become now news and people might listen to the podcast. Well, so I'm like sure Josh Manser will be happy. The infamous Selwyn Cobbo podcast of, of last season yeah. where he basically said Kevin Waters can't coach. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, we've got some breaking news. Uh, we're just getting word through that power outages are affecting around 16,000 homes in Sydney. The affected areas are centred around Abbotsford and Roselle. So hopefully everyone in those areas is okay and it's resolved pretty quickly. The lines are open and we'd love to hear from you this morning. Give us a call on the open line, one 1170 and plenty of you wanting to have your say. We'll get to you all in just a moment on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. We are here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. It's a penalty. So Martin Boyle with the chance to put Australia in front on the cusp of the break. But Kira Yusupov told to stay on his light. And after that lengthy delay for the VAR check, we're finally ready for the penalty. And Martin Boyle sends the keeper the wrong way. He was the vibe manager at the World Cup here in 2022. He's just created the vibe for the Socceroos at the Asian Cup. That is the Socceroos sealing top spot in their Asian Cup group last night with a one-all draw against Uzbekistan. Australia, they were already guaranteed to reach the round of 16, but a win or a draw meant that they topped the group, which is great news. Welcome back to Summer Brecky, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's Trent Copeland and Michael Karianis with you in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. They'll be back in action very shortly. Uh, I, I did enjoy the, the jibe this morning on where Vossi's at. Will mm. they be back? You know, some of us take holidays, but not as long. Uh, he's, he will be back shortly along with Brandy. A quick word on the NBL. Uh, the Sydney Kings are in action against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix tomorrow night in Melbourne. Kings looking to bounce back from their 104 to 98 loss against the Perth Wildcats last Sunday. Tickets are still available for their home game this Sunday against Melbourne United against, uh, sorry, at Kudos Bank Arena. You can get your ticket tax. Oh, my goodness. Speak, Trent. <laughs> Speak. You can get your tickets from Ticketek. Uh, I am now going to handball to you, Michael Karianis, with some breaking news. It's very dangerous if you want me to save the day. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, some breaking news just on sunrise. Sunrise. Will you be hosting that at some stage soon as well? Nah, Shervo's got that covered. Uh, Sean Abbott, the Sixers' leading wicket-taker, uh, the leading wicket-taker in the BBL history, has re-signed for further two years. Good news. So, yeah, on the eve of um, the final tonight, uh, good news keeps rolling in for the Sixers. Yeah, and he's he just started to crack into being that permanent member of ODI and T20 squads for Australia, not playing yet as a regular member. Obviously, our yeah. big quicks and, and spinners are pretty well set. But Will we see him with all the quicks getting rested for the... Yes, he's in the ODI squad. Yeah. Um, Nathan Ellis, unfortunately, he is out with injury, so... Uh, Will Sutherland has been called in in the last 24 hours into that squad. So it's going to be a bit of a new look team from what we saw at the World Cup just mm. gone. But uh, Sean Abbott will get the chance to almost be the leader of the attack uh, there. But first and foremost, tonight for the Sixers, 
trying to win against the Brisbane Heat. Uh, we've got plenty of texts and calls coming in this morning on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 and the text line, 0457-736-736. One of our favourites, uh, MC, and I'm going to let you lead this one. Uh, good morning, Gary from Newtown. Good morning, Trent and Michael. I just want to speak about the, the 10-metre kick and the six again. I think it's a band-aid solution, and it really only helps the better teams come to September, games what matter. And you, and you can see last grand final, even though everyone's saying it's never been better, the NRL competition, but the, they were whitewashes, weren't they? You know, the last four teams standing. So Brisbane and the Pants were clearly the better sides, and, and this new rule change only helps those teams going forward. So I think it's a problem trying to make more entertainment into the football game. I just want to just mention where I come from, just very quickly. Steve Rogers was my favourite player for two reasons. He had every skill, step, fend, pass, kick, and he was a team player. So that's number one. Wayne Bennett was my favourite coach because simplicity comes September. I'm always thinking about September, about winning. And he kept it simple. So that was my foundation 40 years ago going forward on football. And then understanding the game, how, how it keeps moving. For the last football years ago, it was a, 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 a draft game. Now, in the last decade or so, it's been a chess game. I hear people saying it's a chess game now. It's been a chess game for quite some time. I just want to make a point that Peter Valandis is our man, without any doubt. But, Pete, if you want to leave a legacy in our game, you must have a step fan pass kick. You've got to teach the kids that. I'll just make a point on, on step fan pass kick, and it goes like this. Number one and number six for Brisbane, say they're on 200000 Now they can get a million a year plus four or five years. Is that because they've got speed or because they've got a step fan pass kick? Yeah, interesting point, Gary. That Points. And, and uh, when he says, I just want to make a point, uh, <laughs> what he means is I'll make 10. Uh, <laughs> MC, what did you make of that? Well, it's a lot to unpack <laughs> there, Coves. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the new uh, short kickoffs go. I think we'll see it more than we don't see it now, yeah. um, which I don't mind. I think it's going to add another uh, element to the game, uh, another contest to, to the game. So um, yeah, I, I don't mind it. As for Gary's other point, I never saw Steve Rogers play, but people talk about him yeah. as you know one of the all-time greats, probably the best player not to win a grand final. Yeah, um, definitely in that discussion. Thanks for the call, as always, Gary. Seabar uh, Chook on the text line. I'm with Shippy, as in the coach of the Sydney Sixers, Greg Shippard. Pump for tonight. Socky will be M O M. Another one that's come in where we don't have a name on this text, but uh, so please do so in the future. Um, Copes, all things being equal, what would the two sides look like tonight if they're full squads? including international players were there. Do you think it would be a better product? And if so, how can we work a way to make this happen? So two things here, two questions. Uh, The sides would look a little different. Uh, Obviously, you'd have Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, and a few others uh, playing. James Vince, even with, you know, as from an overseas point of view. Um, Usman Kawaja, Manus, you know, in, in the heat lineup. But next year and the following year, when we've got India, then the Ashes, the Sydney test is the final test match of the summer. Then there's clear air till the end of the tournament for international players to play. So I think the answer to your second question, uh, is there a way to work this to make it happen? Yes. And it will happen in the future. 
and no doubt it adds another layer uh, of excitement. If you if you had the look, it's a BBL final. It's exciting anyway. But you know, throughout the tournament, if you if you're having those big names, I know I was drawn when Steve Smith was playing Dave Warner. Yeah. Yeah, it's just absolutely. It's just natural that you want to see the the biggest names as often as you can. And last year there was questions around, oh, Steve Smith should he be playing in T Twenty cricket? And then he comes out for the sixes <laughs> and scores hundred after hundred after hundred. So yeah, absolutely. Question here, which I'm interested in your opinion, uh, Don from Melbourne. Should that question to the listeners be rephrased potentially? Should the media stop asking our professional athletes their personal opinion on political issues? Yeah, fair point. There's uh, that's a fair point and. Pat doesn't have to answer the question if he doesn't want to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of too many issues where I've had to do it. Mainly, probably the pride jersey would be one, definitely. Yeah. Um, but that was brought upon by the club. That was news. You're so also not doing your job. The, the other point of this is, as a reporter, as someone writing, as working in the press, you're not doing your job properly if you're not willing to ask the tough questions. Well, particularly as well. when um, it's been an issue, this a cricket issue, because Cricket Australia have come out and said they're yeah. not going to brand anything to do with Australia. If that hadn't been floated and it wasn't anything to do with cricket, I could understand, but it was topical and had to be asked because of Cricket Australia's stance. Yeah, and literally that morning, CEO Nick Hockley yeah. was on Fordham Live and talking about his opinion on this stuff, and it, it got into the news. Yeah, it was part definitely. of the news cycle. It was definitely part of the news. It, it had to be asked. Uh, there's plenty more to talk about, not just Pat Cummins and his opinion. Uh, there's plenty of sport going on around the world. We are here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's lawyers.